Well, welcome everyone. I'm Trey Dobson, Chief Medical Officer at Southwestern Vermont Medical Center and an emergency medicine physician with Dartmouth-Hitchcock Health. And this is Medical Matters Weekly, a show about the aspects of healthcare that matter to you most. And uh, my guest today is Jeff Tiemann, President and CEO of the Vermont Association of Hospitals and Healthcare Systems, known as VOSS. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you, Trey. Great to be here. Yeah, it's so psyched to have you and get to, to talk and, and chat and uh, get to know a little bit more about you and the organization. Uh, you've been in the position since 2016, and Vaz represents uh, hospitals with lawmakers. Um, you, you previously were chief of staff uh, for Catholic Health Association in Washington, D.C., so we'll learn a little bit about uh, D.C., and um, you've got several degrees, a master's degree from George Washington University School of Political Management. So I'm going to be hitting you up later because uh, my sons are interested in that school. And then a bachelor's in political science from Colorado College. So that's great. And are you currently serving on the, uh, as, as a member of the board for the Vermont Food Bank? Yeah, I'm actually chair of the Vermont Food Bank board right now. Oh, that's great. Um, you know, we, we actually have some local presence, at least in the in, in uh, I believe, in the food bank, but we can talk about that later, too. So uh, just start off. Um, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your background and where you grew up? And please elaborate. The point of this is for our audience to get to know you uh, and your organization and how it fits into the community. Sure. Great. Well, I um, like you said, I've been in Vermont for about five years, but I grew up in Denver, Colorado. Um, and um, in Southeast Denver and went to school, uh, went to college in Colorado Springs, um, which is a little bit south of Denver. And the school I went to is called Colorado College, which is a lot like Middlebury. Mm -hmm. So it's a small liberal arts school and it's nestled at the foot of Pikes Peak. Um, so I would sit every day at lunch and dinner um, and look out at Pikes Peak. And um, I went back for a reunion many years after I graduated and um, appreciated more fully how beautiful that that scene was every day when you're out in the real world doing real work and um, you know it's it's a uh, it's it's nice to be reminded how how nice college was I and mean, I was in a beautiful setting for that absolutely and then and then what happened so you left Colorado and you went to DC from there actually I, I made a stop in Chicago I I worked for um, Modern Healthcare magazine and I, I worked in the Chicago Bureau of Modern Healthcare magazine for a couple of years. Um, and then was recruited to to move to Washington D.C. and become the Washington bureau chief for for modern healthcare, and um, and that was a fascinating job because I got to I got to be in the White House and and spend time on Capitol Hill. Um, I was a reporter when the Medicare prescription drug benefit was added as a as a benefit to Medicare, which now seems like a really long time ago, probably because it was. Um, but, but that was a, a piece of sort of Medicare history that I covered. Um, and being in D.C. was, um, you know, it's great to be a reporter in D.C. You, you, get, you get premier access. You get to meet a lot of great people. Um, and I learned about healthcare that way, too. Right. So you've really been in healthcare your entire career then. I have. Yeah. And then you how did you uh, end up in, in Vermont? You know, I loved I loved Washington D.C. as I was saying, but um, the the city can can burn you out a little bit. Um, it's intense and it's constantly political. I used to joke with friends that you know you'd be sitting around the the swimming pool in my apartment complex on a weekend, and people weren't talking about like their weekend activities or their girlfriend or boyfriend. They were talking about you know the political scene on Capitol Hill. They were talking about maneuvering and agencies, and it was like they sort of never took a break. 
Right. Um, and I loved the idea of being a little closer to members. You know, at the at the um, Catholic Health Association where I worked previously, they represent 700 hospitals from coast to coast, which means that you know you're a little bit separated from those organizations. And when the opportunity at the Vermont Association came up, to me it seemed like a way to be much closer with the members that I represent, see healthcare sort of um, at the ground level, and um, and really be able to kind of engage with with members and policymakers and the governor and others in a more kind of um, intimate and close connected way. And and I, I would say I've achieved that, you know, times ten. And um, and Trey, you know, because we worked so closely together with the chief medical officers and. Um, you know, how, how powerful that collaboration can be. So that's been really awesome part of the job. That's, that's great. I'll tell you, Jeff, my, my limited and very limited experience in D.C., which is basically visiting friends there or maybe doing, you know, a few things with the Medical Society or other organizations. Um, I, I can completely see everyone at the swimming pool, uh, their, their Blackberries or iPhones going off. Uh, I was saying Blackberry back when you were there, maybe. And, right. um, and then there's that pressure to keep up with the news 24 <clears> seven. <throat> I mean, we have that, but I think it's, uh, it, I can see where the burnout would happen in DC with that. Um, and yeah, it, and it, it's also, um, you know, it, it, it's important to mention that from May to September, it's also wicked hot in DC. Right. Um, and, and being from Colorado where it can be warm, but never humid. Um, I was also attracted to the climate of Vermont. So right. that's a good point. Absolutely. Did you ever go north from Denver up into the uh, Laramie area? I did. I um, in fact, a good friend of mine from college um, married her, uh, found her husband at the Air Force Academy, which is also in Colorado Springs. Right. And she's from Jackson Hole. Um, and they had their wedding in the Grand Tetons, um, which, you know, there's there's a lot of mountains in this country and, and they're all amazing and beautiful and unique. But the Tetons, um, if you're a fan of mountains like so many Vermonters are, you have got to see uh, Wyoming and Montana. It is stunning, stunning scenery and um, just driving through is amazing. So highly recommend it. Yeah, it is gorgeous. In fact, it's um, the mountains are different. It's kind of the people are the same. That's actually where I was a geologist for a while. So, you know, we'll touch base on that. For, I, uh, I love that area. Tell me a little bit about uh, and tell our audience a little bit about VAS. And, and so first off, as I mentioned earlier, VAS is, is an acronym that stands for the Vermont Association of Hospitals and Health Systems. But what does that mean for a typical patient or community member in our area? Yeah, so um, as you said, VAS is the, the, we call it a membership association, basically with hospitals in Vermont as our, as our members. And we try to represent the hospitals um, in, in the legislature here in Vermont, federally in Washington, D.C., um, and in front of the, the Green Mountain Care Board. And I think, um, as we kind of alluded to a minute ago, that one of the things that the association does routinely is convene groups. So we try to bring together the various experts and, and disciplines from across the state so that we can um, learn from each other's expertise and experience and and bring that knowledge to bear to help one another. And I think that's something that's really powerful about Vermont. And what we saw during the pandemic um, was that that just was amped up significantly. And um, so the association, I think, was, was really trying every day to work on behalf of not just the organizations we represent, but Vermonters, um, to make sure that we were doing everything we could to manage the pandemic effectively, get resources to healthcare providers, get information to people, 
who, you know, in the beginning, we were telling people to, to wash hands and stay away from each other, but we didn't know much more than that. Um, so, you know, we were really trying to be kind of an information broker and, and a liaison between the state and our member hospitals, which hopefully then, you know, helped create an atmosphere where Vermonters could get the very best care possible and hopefully avoid getting COVID, right? Right, absolutely. You know, for the audience um, who's trying to understand Boz as we talk about it, you know, one thing that is so unique about Vermont is the ability for hospitals and health systems and you know, private doctor's offices to really collaborate. And it's actually not like that. Unfortunately, in much of the country, it's competitive. Um, and that's just the, the, the nature of the economics. And it's not all bad. Uh, but I will say there are tremendous benefits. And Vaz helps in doing that. It helps, for example, during this pandemic, uh, but even before, but during the pandemic, making sure that the, the hospitals had the resources they need, including PPE, but were able to work together. Uh, that we had the standard policies and processes. And when they didn't work, that we could learn from each other and move to the next one. So, I mean, we, we greatly appreciate that, uh, that collaboration that you help, help do. Um, so tell me some of the, the initiatives that are non-pandemic related uh, that would be interesting for the uh, community to understand that Vaz is working on. Yeah, you know, I think we're, we're always trying to, to and this is a, a very uh, common or um, consistent thing that associations in the healthcare space do, which is to make sure that the hospitals, um, in this case here in Vermont, that deliver care to, to our entire state are properly resourced, um, that they're paid by Medicare and Medicaid enough, you know, to be able to meet their community mission and their obligation to the people they serve and the patients they care for. So, so we do a lot in the policy space to make sure that hospitals are sort of understood and treated fairly um, on payment. And, you know, Trey, I, I was thinking just the other day that a few years ago, I was, I was uh, making comments in front of the Green Mountain Care Board, and it was well in advance of the pandemic. And I was saying that hospitals need margins and they need financial stability for a lot of reasons. And one of those reasons is that they need to be prepared for all manner of emergency and public health crisis. And um, I, I think people maybe rolled their eyes a little bit about that a few years ago. Like, you know, that's, I don't know how realistic that is, or why would you paint such a worst case scenario? Well, guess what we've just witnessed, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I think um, that shows sort of the value of making sure that we are an effective advocate for our members so that they are prepared um, to be there for Vermonters. And so that's a, that's a big part of the work we do. Um, health reform, you know, Southwestern Vermont Medical Center um, is one of um, every hospital in Vermont in some ways participating kind of in the move to paying for value instead of volume, um, keeping people healthy instead of focusing only on their care once they're sick, um, and sort of designing that and making sure it works for patients and providers is also a big part of the work that, that we do. Um, and then, you know, the other thing is we, and this has been also really amplified during the pandemic is, is in constant dialogue with my peers around the country to learn from what other states are doing and um, to help inform kind of some of our own responses and, and thinking around tough issues. It's great. You know, for some of the audience, they're listening and they're, and they're lost a little bit in the alphabet soup of Green Mountain Care Board. FAS, ACOs, OneCare, um, I can say that one thing that, that is, again, is really unique is even though all of these organizations have a little bit different perspective of where they're coming from and what they're trying to achieve, it is almost all uh, collaborative 
trying to reach the same principle, maybe from some different positions, but working together. And, and Voss has been critical, uh, almost as a bridge in between some of these organizations to say, we understand your position, we understand your need, whether that's a private practice, whether it's um, a hospital system or a standalone FQHC, and, and what can we do to work together to achieve what we all want in the end, something very similar. Um, and back to your comments on the pandemic. I mean, you're exactly right. You know, Irene hit Vermont. We recognize the important role that uh, collaboration between hospitals, uh, the National Guard, the state healthcare organizations do. And, and we, uh, we sort of said there's a disaster. We, we need to build up and we kind of let it slide. So what, what would you say as, as we go through the next several months and hopefully by early 2022, we're operating pretty much as if uh, the pandemic was gone. What would you see Vaz and the hospitals and the state working together to do when we talk about shoring up resources? Yeah, great, great question. You know, I, I'll start by saying that I think one of the amazing things that's happened over the last 14 months, um, I always knew it was powerful that Vermont's hospital community could gather at one table. So when we bring together you and your peers, Trey, the chief medical officers, the physicians who lead hospitals from a medical standpoint, you are at that table with every single other CMO in the state. That is literally not possible in most, if not all the rest of the country. And so, you know, that, that power of collaboration and the ability to all, you know, now look at each other um, sort of face-to-face, -face, right, on the Zoom, right. um, but, but be together at the same table, I think is enormously powerful. Emerging from the pandemic, um, I think the first thing we have to do is say, wow, what, what did we learn? This was, a, this was a public health crisis none of us really could have begun to imagine. And having survived it, um, what did we learn about infectious disease? What did we learn about testing and supply acquisition? Um, what, what did we learn about telehealth and telemedicine, which should be a fundamental component of a reformed healthcare system where we meet patients where they are, right? So I, I think one of the next big steps for the hospital association is going to be to work with government partners and, and you and your peers and, um, and people around the state to say, what can we learn? What are the lessons of this public health crisis that we've just navigated? Um, and how can we apply those lessons to making healthcare better and smarter um, and, and, and more affordable for Vermonters? Right. I, well, I really appreciate that. And I can say we will learn some things. And there's definitely some things that have worked, as you said. And there's some things that we, we tried and, and didn't work. Uh, but we did learn one thing, and that is definitely collaboration is the way to go. We knew that in Vermont. Uh, but that's what's helped us standardize across the state. And frankly, it's going to help us standardize as we start reducing restrictions, reducing uh, the mitigation while, while staying safe. And, um, and I feel very privileged to, to be a part of all of that as well. You know, Trey, just to, not to interrupt, but just okay. one other thought I wanted to make sure I added here. Um, another piece of the work going forward you're, you're seeing play out right now in the state, which is emergency departments that are increasingly crowded with mental health patients who can't be placed um, in, in the right care environment. And so they end up waiting for hours or days mm -hmm. um, or even longer. And, and that, you know, is another example of um, an issue where we need to bring together the, the, the power of collective thinking and collaboration, um, because this is not on any one group or person or um, government entity to solve. We have to figure out how to do it together. 
um, and make sure these patients are treated with compassion and dignity. And um, so I, I think, you know, there are also probably lessons from the pandemic that, that hopefully will inform that really important piece of work too. That's great, Bridge. You're exactly right. It's, it, the problem, unfortunately, is bigger than any one of those organizations, even bigger than the state legislature itself. Uh, but we can, we can solve it or at least come to a much better situation for these people. That, by the way, you know, I see it directly as an emergency physician, but actually many people are affected because if they have friends, family, others, uh, people they care for that get in these situations that are really unbelievable. I mean, people always use this example that you wouldn't let someone with a broken bone, you know, sit in the emergency department for a week. And, you know, maybe that's not a fair comparison, but it is illustrative enough to say, no, we wouldn't. What's different? Where's the stigma with, with mental health? And um, boy, we could do a whole other show on that. Uh, and actually we did last week, we did a little bit on mental health. So um, I will ask people to go back and listen to that one. Um, so as we finish up and wrap up, tell me, and it could be something that could be repetitive here, but what motivates and invigorates you to do your work? You know, I, um, I, I think it's mostly the, the chance, the opportunity to, to influence public policy and make a difference for the people who live and work and receive their care in Vermont. Um, you know, that's, that's the reason that I've been in this work for so long, because um, you have the opportunity to really shape um, public understanding and, and engagement around really important issues that affect all of us, whether it's how we manage the pandemic or proceed with health reform or make sure mental health issues are managed properly. Um, those are amazing big issues that affect people's lives and well-being. And to have the opportunity to, to have a, a voice there and to bring forward the voices of others um, is, is really great. And um, it's also, frankly, Trey, it's been such a privilege to, to work with with you and your um, your your cohorts in the in the CMO group, and um, I learned so much um, by you know my my leadership mantra is surround yourself with people smarter than you, and you'll be good to go. Um, and and I, I I think I've done that here, and um, it's just been such a privilege to work with great people who care so much and um, and who are trying to do right by by their patients. Well, you certainly have uh, surrounded yourself with uh, Devin and others on your staff, so I will sing their praises as well and yours. Thank you. Um, as we wrap up, tell us uh, what you do for fun outside of your work at Vaz. For example, what, what do you do on the weekends or when you do have some time away from work? Yeah, um, like a lot of Vermonters like to figure out ways to be outside. And, you know, during the, during the harsh winter when we were really stuck inside a lot, um, my, my sort of favorite pastime is cooking, um, which just is, is my sort of um, Zen activity. It's, you know, even like cutting vegetables kind of chills me out and gives me meditative space. So, um, so I, I love to cook. And I also love that, you know, in association work, um, you're, you're working on these really big problems that don't always have an immediate solution. In fact, a lot of times you have to wait a long time to get, right. to get progress. Right. And I, what I love about cooking is that when you you, you can start the project, do the project, and then see the final result and, and feed it to your family. Um, and uh, and it's, it's such a great sort of like outcome that's visible and, and, and palpable. Um, so that's one of the other reasons I love to cook. And I'm sure I'll be doing some of that this weekend. That is awesome. And you're right. It's almost like doing emergency medicine. You know, you start and you finish uh, on the same day, which is great. Uh -huh. Thank you so much for joining us on Medical Matters uh, Weekly. I'm also going to thank Mike Cutler from CAT TV, uh, Ray Smith from Southwestern Vermont Healthcare, and Ashley Jowett from Southwestern Vermont Healthcare. I'm Trey Dobson. Go out and find joy in what you do, even in the face of adversity, and we'll see you next week.